Podcasting straight from North Carolina is Dr. Jennifer Eichner-Lowry sharing her author journey with you. Jen Lowry writes is a place where amazing things happen for authors and readers together. The Holy Spirit is the ultimate podcast host. Jen is just the bird singing the song. She is a published author, educator, homeschool mama, life coach, and dreamer. Join her on the daily journey of discovering what this writing life is all about. Let's see what she will be led by the Holy Spirit to talk about today. Here's Jen. Thanks for supporting my Jen Lowry Writes podcast. My purpose is to inspire and encourage others to chase after their writing goals with faith and courage. By hitting the support this podcast button and with your monthly contribution of 99 cents, $4.99 or $9.99, you are helping me chase after mine. Welcome to my official author podcast. My name is Dr. Jennifer Lowry, and today I want to talk with you guys about what's up with my editing. Ooh, I'm telling you guys, if you can hear the tired in my voice, I think it has a lot to do with me staying up late every night. And if you have been following the Jen Lowry Writes podcast for a while, you know that I talked with you earlier to challenge yourself to find your most productive time to write. And mine actually is in the morning, like at 5.30, 6 o'clock in the morning. Um, I can have such wonderful sustained writing time early on, and I feel more alert and can work through um, at so much more at a faster pace. However, this late night stuff, ugh, I'm still doing it. But it is taxing on me. But I don't have a choice right now. Because I'm still full-time working. (laughs) I haven't uh, found the author tree yet. If I know where they sell that with the money coming out of it for all of us authors, I'd definitely give you guys packs of seeds. I'd send them to you as giveaways. (laughs) Um, So, no, I haven't, uh, haven't reached that status yet. However, we are on the countdown to summertime. Which is positive for me because that means that when the summertime hits, 5 o'clock is going to be my new summer wake up, just like last summer, and I'm going to get tons of things done. I already know that. But I've got to get there. June 13th is our last day, and my plan is way before June 13th. So here's my editing timeline. I realized that I needed a very strict timeline set for myself because if I didn't, I knew what was going to end up happening. The beta reads were just going to sit out there in space and I needed the feedback. I need to have some steps done before June 15th. So I talked to you guys anytime that you're setting a goal go ahead and find your target date and then work yourself backwards and so how long do you think it will take you to do this that and the other well I am definitely estimating all of these dates right now because I don't know how long it's going to take but I am giving myself a very tight window so June 1st is my closeout date for the Hartwell Chronicles and when I mean closeout date 
I'm not talking about the formatting piece um, that I want to learn. I'm talking strictly the closeout date for me to have everything edited and all of my beta reads in and calm through and, you know, going back in and correcting anything or tying anything up. And I'm going to tell you why I really like the process of the beta read editing that I'm doing. So the beta readers are out there on Google Docs and I have 15 now. And the best beta reader that I can say is my um, husband who has a great eye for this. He's never read any of my books. And if you listen to um, Dan Burry interview we talked about that and I really liked what his 40 tips for creative writing had to say about that because it actually applied to my very own life but now that my husband is reading the exorcist book he is awesome at feedback like he is truly a very good developmental editor and he's asking strong questions and bringing up good points and having deep discussions about it and I'm like oh my gosh it's almost like I'm having a Socratic seminar around my book <laughs> which is absolutely lovely if if I must say so myself so the um, the developmental edits are going well and I'm getting feedback from my beta readers which is very encouraging and then here I go, you know, looking at my timeline again, saying, you know, June 1st, am I going to finish? I got into this little slump last night. I'm going to be honest. And I looked at my husband and I was like, do you really think I'm going to hit June 1st? That I'm going to have all of this ready? And he was like, oh, I know you will. And at the end of the night, when I closed out my chapter, I was at chapter 17 and I did have 23 chapters. Well, now I have 24 chapters. <laughs> I had, yes, I had to write another chapter. Um, and that was wonderful because it added to not just the word count. I, I wanted to actually shorten the book to 55,000 words in my mind. But I knew my range was 55 to 70,000. But I had to for the story. Not to mention a couple of the scenes that I had to add in. So, the way that I'm doing the beta reads is that now I don't have to contact people and say, Oh, there's a missing scene. Oh, um, I found a gap here with a beta reader and I had to create a new chapter here. No, they're getting it as I go. So, they're getting it in that real-time experience. They're piecemealed chapters. In Google Docs and so I really like that because now I don't have to worry about you know going back and, and saying okay guys I really found some stuff you know and if it is some minor line editing I'm not going back and giving them that because that's not taking away from anything in the story so I did run some editing software last night and did some line editing along with some developmental editing now my whole plan at the beginning of this was to take it one step at a time but I found that 
doing that um, was a little dry and I needed some breaks in my mind. So doing the line edits with the software tools to me is a lot easier <laughs> than doing the developmental editing pieces where you're actually looking for your content and your tone and your pacing and does it flow and dialogue and all of this. So I did a video the other day in a blog about Grammarly versus Pro Writing Aid. And I decided to, you know, go ahead and for my author career, try Pro Writing Aid alongside with Grammarly. And I'm going to tell you guys up front, that is going to be a great tool for me because it caught things that Grammarly did not catch. And I was very pleased with uh, just the initial run of it, but I'm, I've not used all of the functions yet. And I want to get myself more familiar with it before I create you guys a video comparison and a tutorial. And I made a decision that I'm not going to use this one because I'm calling this one my formatted editing trial. Like I named it some crazy stuff. Um, and I have my original because I've already ran Grammarly. So I want to have different ones to show what does it pick up. And we're going to count like the things that it finds in comparison with Grammarly and ProWritingAid. Like I want to go that detailed in it um, to see what it's really catching. So I'm going to name it, you know, the Grammarly Try. Then I'm going to name another file, the Pro, Write, the Pro Writing Aid Trial. And um, go through it and do like a research paper. <laughs> Y'all, I can't help it. I'm so weird. But I'm actually going to tally the, the areas and I'm going to make us a spreadsheet of what I find between Grammarly and Pro Writing Aid. Now, the authors that I've heard from, they're saying that they use them both, and I know that I'm going to. Um, I'm going to stick with Grammarly, and um, I'm also going to stick with this Pro Writing Aid as well. It's so worth the money. So, I'm glad I bought it. I just I haven't used it. I only tried it in Chapter 1, and I stopped. Then I popped right back in to Chapter 17 and finished with the editing for it. And so, I think that, overall, the story is so much better than uh, my 10-day run at the Teenage Exorcist last summer. But I'm happy about that because I had the work. And so, I think that I'm always going to challenge myself to work fast and to give myself a lot of time in the day to produce the word counts just to get as much of the story as I can. And then I can chip away at it with the editing process. Um, the closer that I get to the end, the more I realize, you know, some of my common areas that I need to, you know, watch for the next go around when I'm writing book two. And so speaking of book two, and you're saying, gosh, Jennifer, are you serious? You're still in book one. Well, with it being a series like this is going to be, there's going to be four books in junior year, four books in senior year. Um, and it's going to be based on the seasons of their life. 
and that's biblical for everything there is a season and it just fits nicely with the timelines as well for Friday the 13th it all just fell into place I thought I was gonna do five um, but it's four it's four per um, year now that I know I w I've been thinking you know I've got to drop some little things back into here um, and so anytime I have an opportunity where I see an opportunity for some kind of thread you know I'm throwing it I'm throwing it out there and I'm unraveling that yarn and I'm just kind of letting it um, kind of go off the page a little bit and I'm not doing it a lot but I am doing it just enough to leave it open so yesterday I was looking at images and guys I want to tell you I am so thankful to the Lord for hooking me up with excellent resources and you know I told y'all always be in prayer that the Holy Spirit will connect you in wisdom to the things that you need to help advance you and I believe that as well that when I'm searching y'all know how much Google and how much YouTube can get overwhelming we're gonna be honest and so what do you do you could spend hours on things chasing rabbits down all of these holes that lead to nowhere now I'm telling you Pixabay was one of the best resources for me and I did an article um, about it yesterday and I also did a podcast I'm gonna do a YouTube video on it once I finish but guys I was finding wonderful pictures and as long as they say you know first free two attribute free and three commercial use grab them take them on now I dated my folder I put where I've gotten them from um, and here I am downloading all of these images and at first you know it took me about 30 minutes um, it was after school and I knew that the traffic was going to be a little rough you know around the, the campus so I was like as soon as school was over I started working Pixabay and when I got home I told my husband I've got some things to share with you and I actually shared the folder with him he was like oh is that what I got in my email and I'm like yeah that was it um, and it's for you to be able to drop things down like let's just say you're searching online and you see something that stands out to you or if we're taking pictures with your camera we have a place um, that we can create a new folder and call them you know our own pictures um, I think you need to separate those from what you're getting online and then what you're taking with your own camera uh, just for cataloging purposes so after supper last night I was excited to share with him because as I'm editing I'm also having to think about you know pictures as I go along what are some things that I can add elements that I can add um, that fit so I don't forget <laughs> And I showed him the pictures that I found and he was like Jennifer these are way better than your initial pictures that you grabbed and I'm like I know and I'm just thinking okay I need to do this round one more time when I get to chapter 24 so now I've got a new list of things to do like grab pictures at the beginning grab pictures when you're kind of in the middle I can't say chapter 17 is in the in the middle but um, 
I just got this idea yesterday. And then, at the end, go back through, search for pictures again, search for images again that you can use for formatting at the very end and just save them. And so, all of the pictures that I got, I probably got about 25 pictures yesterday. I don't know how many I got. I'm just, but I got quite a few. All of these embellishments and corner pieces and all of that just adds to the work. I showed my husband a YouTube video last night. There was a lady who wrote a YA and she got her book first from Ingram Spark, a um, hardback, as she wanted to do the open, the reveal. And I showed her, hus I showed how, you know, her husband was videoing her, people in her home were, and um, when she opened it up, she started analyzing the work and critiquing it. When she opened up her front pages, I said, see that? That's what we're doing. We're looking for all of these little embellishments. Look how beautiful that is. And hers was, like, gorgeous. And um, I put it in my writing folder if you guys want to see it. But that's the, you know, when I see little clips like that, that's what inspires me to keep going because I know soon enough I'm going to have the Hartwell Chronicles with me and I want it to be beautiful, the best, um, creepy. I said beautiful, but I want it to be creepy more than anything. <laughs> yes, I'm weird. Um, but I want people to hold it in their hand and when they turn the pages and when they see the embellishments, um, It'll be, wow, you know, she's really taking the time and the care for this. And it'll, I want it to be a standout for my work. So, when I saw that last night, I, it gives me motivation that, okay, the time I'm taking for the pictures, the time I'm taking to learn this formatting um, and to listen to these videos, it's going to pay off. I know every little bit of this research works. And so, you say, well, how does that tie in with editing? Well, while I'm editing... I'm also on YouTube, and I'm taking these short breaks because once I get through a chapter, my mind just kind of goes, la, 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 and, and I'm thinking of tons of things, and it's hard for me to stay focused on just barreling through the edits, and so I'm going on, you know, things to look for while editing, I'm looking up more tips, I'm going on to blog posts, and then I go right back in it again. And so I'm crafting a list just on a regular sheet of paper, not in my journal, because um, I'm carrying around this sheet of paper with me. And I'm learning some new tricks about editing as I'm going, and I'm already in chapter 17. And that's where I think the time crunch hit me, because I do know I'm going to have to go through additional rounds with the book. And I do want it finished by June 1st. So, my pre-orders are going to go up on Ingram Spark, hopefully by June 13th. Now, that's my plan. I will say my plan is that. That gives me three months of it existing on the shelves for me talking to people about the pre-orders. Now, the manuscript does not have to be completely 100% on June 13th. When I was watching YouTubers talk about how they set up their pre-orders, you can pull it off. But every time you pull it off to do a correction, 
and put it back up, you do get charged for that. And so I've got to be mindful that I want my proof copies to be, you know, as spotless as possible that first submission June 1st. And so, yes, not only do I want to have, you know, my edits done to like spotless, and I know I'm still going to make errors. I'm so glad. I'm going to tell you all about this in a minute. Um, I know there's probably still going to be an error here or there, a typo, maybe a misspelling, maybe a word missing. I get that. I understand that accidents happen in life. But I want it to be as professional and as polished as I can possibly ever make it by June 1st. And then June 7th is my deadline for my formatting. So I'm going to give myself though that first week of June. Now that's including me working full time because we don't get out until June 13th and I know I'm pushing it so if we get ourselves into a crunch here I can always readjust my calendar and I won't have to do the pre-orders I can do the pre-orders uh, maybe on my birthday June 28th or something like that if I'm running into issues with anything but my goal is by June 7th to have all of the formatting done that's including everything, the pictures, the, the, all of the embellishments, um, the book art, all of the dedication. I still have to write all of the dedication pages and the acknowledgments. And um, I'm looking for all of that. And I'm also considering the, you know, should I put a forward in this one? Um, should I contact authors for this one? And I'm, I'm still holding on that thought. I haven't reached that point yet. When I know that I need to, but I'm just still holding it. I'm still there. And so here I go, you know, looking at my timeline and I have to keep pumping myself up and saying, you know, I can do this. I'm surrounded by great beta readers, very strong readers. Um, I've got a plan in place. I know that I can modify the plan. I'm continuing to research. And while I was researching yesterday, I ran across a YouTube uh, video where the author was saying, she went through two editors on Upworks because she, um, and I made an account for Upworks, and I've been looking at Upworks, Fiverr, Readsy. I've been looking at all of these opportunities for editors. Um, she said that she got one editor. She just felt like they didn't hit it as much. She went to the next editor. Then she edited it again after them and she got her proof copies back and she still found typos in the proof copies um, and I'm like see you know we can go through this and this and then I was reading um, Fahrenheit with the kids and there was a missing word and there was a typo and the kids caught it and they were like you know who published this again 
And I'm like, guys, it can happen. Even with the top, you know, with the big five, you know, it can happen. So I know that. However, I don't want to be that. <laughs> I want it to be absolutely in the best shape that it can. But I've got to be realistic as well. So I'm not going to beat myself up. But I do want the proof copies in my hand, which I've never done before. I've always just quickly placed the books up on Amazon and had them up live. Um, now I do want to go through the proofs, especially because I have um, images and I have a lot on the line with this. You know, purchasing these ISBNs, that is a huge undertaking for me. That is a big business expense. And I don't want to, you know, to do this in vain. And, you know, I produce work that I can't stand behind. And when I contact booksellers and libraries and I'm showing them my book, I want to say, you know, here's the copy of my latest book. I want them to say, oh, you know, let's get this one. <laughs> you know, I don't want it to be, nah, this is some crappy formatting. No, this does not uh, meet our standards. So I know that there's a lot at stake here. And I can lose a lot by not taking great care and pride and time into this. So in the writing community yesterday, somebody put up where Danielle Steele said that she works 22 hours a day. And that there are often days where she pushes a 24-hour day. And she doesn't, if you read the article... She says that she doesn't brush her hair for weeks. She gets food delivered to her office, and it goes beside her. And she's bed, bathroom, um, desk. You know, if I had that kind of, you know, a lot of time, I don't even know if I could do that. I need self-care. Um, I need to watch horror movies for self-care. I need to watch my documentaries and take nature hikes and go fishing and get out in the world and... Um, and I have a large family anyway, so there's no way I can do that. She's got nine children, but um, I'm sure they're all grown and gone. Um, but I will say that, you know, reading that yesterday, I was like, okay, that's unrealistic for my life. But I do have to carve out necessary time. But I was so tired yesterday, guys. I had to take a two-hour nap. Then I had to cook, and I'm thankful that my husband helps me with cooking. Um, we cooked, and then afterwards, we're right back in it, and he's by my side. We're looking at images right after supper. Then I'm editing, and then after editing, I'm like, okay, I can't. I'm like, I'm going to take a 20-minute nap, and I'm going to get back on it. Well, my 20-minute nap last night just turned into a full-blown nap, and then I got up and edited some more. I'm like... Guys, you've got to take care of yourself. And don't be miserable with it. With each chapter, I get more excited. And even though I'm adding and thinking of new scenes, when I looked at the images yesterday, there was an image. And I said, oh, there's a missing link. There's a thread. There's a piece for my next books. And I never considered it. And I'm going to have to add it somehow. Um, it's coming up in the next chapters. I'm not there yet. But I already started having some ideas just based on an image. <coughs> Excuse me. 
I haven't drank my coffee yet. Um, just based on an image, um, it gave me some ideas. So I'm really excited to see how this book is shaping up. And I can't wait to share it with you guys. I say that all the time, but I love these characters. And with the editing process, I love them so much. Um, my husband did tell me yesterday that he can visualize the characters. They feel real to him. Um, he said, Tyler is a little silly. And I'm like, he's meant to be. He is meant to be that way. Um, and I think it's because I'm around my silly teenagers. And maybe a lot of their personality kind of comes through with Tyler. But he, you know, he says that the characters for him, that I've worked those. Now I've just got to make sure that these seeds are working. So my next step after I get through, because I'm almost finished with my my first line edit and developmental edits. Um, once I get through to chapter 24, I'm going to start back over, make my note cards, and do my roller coaster with my positive and negative numbers. And I can't wait for that. And I'm going to hand draw all of that stuff. I am not going to sit and play around making roller coasters with shapes. I was looking at shapes the other day on Excel, and I saw the loops, and I was going, hey, I can do roller coasters here, and every time I have a twist, I can have them turn upside down, and I'm like, no, I'm not going to spend time maneuvering shapes in Excel. I'm just going to draw this mess out with a pencil and loop it around when I can, and I'm going to show you guys um, the way that I teach my ninth graders the roller coaster technique. Um, and I'm going to do that uh, to look for my patterns of tone. And so you're going to do negative and positives. Um, and how is my book going to start? Well, it's a horror book. It's going to start them right into a negative. But i got to have some types of um, switches in there. So I'm hoping that I've done that enough. That it's going to give it the balance. So, thanks for letting me talk out where I'm currently at with you um, on my edits. I hope that you've been able to take something from these ramblings of the editor in me. And go and apply them to your life. Uh, to when you have beta readers. To when you're looking through your different chapters. I'm going to continue to work with Pro Writing Aid. I'll give you guys updates on that as I go. And let you know how I'm working all of these new changes and adding scenes and yes a whole chapter <laughs> I'm like oh my gosh what next and then the image last night where I've got a new thread I'm like wow Lord just keep it coming and so I'm praying for inspiration as I write and you know we should pray through all things and I think praying before editing is essential to keep our positive mindset um, because as soon as I started to get discouraged again with my timeline, I said, God, this is in your timing, not mine. If I have to readjust, I'll readjust. Just let me keep working at the task at hand. And then I got back focused where I needed to be. But I'm not going to lie to you and, and say that it's all rosy here in uh, Jennifer uh, land. But because I am coming across some um, little roadblocks here with my editing. But that's how we learn. So, I hope this has been helpful. You guys have a, gr a, a great day. Um, I've got a busy day ahead, so I've got to get off of here and get to work. Bye.
If you're looking for my challenge devotionals on Amazon, go right on over and type in Dr. Jennifer Eichner Lowry and you'll see my 30 day everyday mom challenge, my 30 day teacher challenge, fingerprint curriculum for my homeschool families, and one that's closest to my heart is the Happy Renewal Year Challenge devotional. I dare you to go and check them out today. You can also find that they're on Kindle Unlimited because I want you guys to have access. I often put them up for free uh, promotional items. I'll do countdowns. Um, so that way you can grab one. You can gift them with a friend. You can share them out on your sites. And people can go on this journey with us. In December of 2019, look out for the release of my author challenge devotional. I'm looking forward to that one and sharing it with you. So I challenge you today to go out there and write something inspiring and share it with the world. Thanks for joining me on Jen Lowry Writes. You guys have a blessed day.